Welcome to the Power of Being You podcast, where we interview people who are out in the world creating change by being authentically themselves. Come along with us as we discover tips and tools that you can use to shine your brilliance even brighter. I'm Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm excited to explore the power of being you. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Power of Being You podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Grandinetti, and today I have a beautiful creature here in front of me. It's too bad that this podcast is only audio and you can't see the glowing smile coming back at me right now, but her name is Venus Castleberg, and a little bit about Venus. She is a business and life coach, holistic healthcare practitioner, self-proclaimed nature fairy, and lifelong devotee of joyful possibility. Renowned for her compassion, clarity of vision, and joyful approach to life and business, Venus is committed to enabling greater joy and ease in her clients' lives, bodies, and businesses. She firmly believes that nobody is broken or in need of fixing, and she strives to assist others to realize their greatness and create different possibilities in their lives and world. Her customary advice to entrepreneurs is to stop judging and to amplify the power of creativity through cultivated gratitude. Welcome, Venus. Thank you, Sarah. Very excited to be here. I'm very excited to chat with you, but before we start, will you tell me what cultivated gratitude is? (laughs) probably the tool that changed my life (laughs) um yeah well I mean we're taught from a very young age to judge everything to judge our bodies to judge our friends to judge our relationships to um to judge our grades (laughs) you know we judge everything and when I learned this from access consciousness because I'm also an access consciousness facilitator um I, I, I learned that if you're grateful for something, you can't judge it at the same time. So I practice gratitude every day, all day long. So whether I'm grateful for my jacket that keeps me warm, or I'm grateful for the sunshine or the rain or the snow, it's like, um, but and then in my businesses, like, what am I grateful for when things aren't going the way that I want them to go? What am I grateful for? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So for, for people who are listening to this and are thinking you are crazy pants, how, <laughs> how do you turn judgment or say a downward slope, if you will, when things aren't going well and you don't feel like you have anything to be grateful for? How do you turn that into something you can be grateful for? Um, Great question. Uh, It can start really small. So I I always encourage people to start wherever you are. So if you're in like, it's like the end of the world and you're in bed and you're sick and like everything's falling apart, can you be grateful for the blanket that is wrapped around your face and your body right now? right? Or can you be grateful for um, a cup of water? You know, it's like, it doesn't have to be big. I think a lot of people think, well, I need to be grateful for my entire life, and I'm not. You don't get to be grateful for your entire life if you're not grateful for the little things first. (laughs) And then gratitude grows. Judgment kills, gratitude grows. 
I love that. Um, so I'm grateful for my blanket and I'm grateful for the water. The gratitude grows. Where, uh, and I don't know if it's like at what point, if that's really the right question I want to ask, but when, when it seems like the water and the, and the blanket aren't going to get me to a happy marriage or a happy life or more money or whatever it is I'm asking for that doesn't seem to show up. How do you explain how that growth happens? Cool. Um, well, it's like whatever your point of view is, whatever you focus on, you get more of. So I think everybody's probably heard that parable, like if you feed the wolf of fear, you get more fear. And if you feed, you know, it's the same thing here. So if you feed the wolf of judgment, you get more judgment. And if you feed the wolf of gratitude, you get more gratitude. So it's like, it's just being willing to like find the little things and then keep going, you know, and being like, okay, I'm grateful for the flower that I see in front of me right now. Or I'm grateful for my friend's sweet face. You know, it's like, you know, like, um, so, and it's practice, just like anything. It's a muscle. I, I definitely didn't flip on a dime. I didn't go from, and I'm still not there. I'm not, I haven't arrived anywhere. <laughs> but the judgments in my life is mm, 98% gone compared to what it was. I used to judge everything about everybody and every, like myself, especially, you know, like my body and, um, my relationships and oh and then you know <clears throat> that if and then I, I will take this to relationships because this changed my relationships so dynamically I'm I was so used to judging what they were choosing all the time and then when I realized okay judgment isn't gonna make my relationship get even greater I'm like what can I be grateful for about them right now even if they're doing something that you hate they're like they know that I can't handle the nails down the chalkboard, <laughs> but they're doing it anyway. Take a moment, take a breath. You know, okay, what can I be grateful for? Okay, they made me breakfast this morning or they brought me coffee or, you know, it's like they do little things for you all the time that we don't even acknowledge. So acknowledgement of everything just has its um, exponentialized and multiplied. Hmm. I recently had a point of view swept out of my world by a session, a yoga session I had with you. And it's one of the reasons I wanted to invite you on the podcast to chat about, and this will be me sharing my gratitude and how grateful I am. Um, so I jumped on with Venus uh, to try out yoga. Cause I had decided that yoga was not intense enough for me. Cause I live more of an intensity in my world. And she was having me do some, I'll call it weird thing with my leg. It wasn't that weird, but it makes for a funny podcast moment. Um, and I had my leg stretched and she, and I was pushing my leg to where I felt the burn. I felt the stretch. I knew something was happening. And she said, okay, go right to where you feel it and then come back. And I said, in my head, I heard the point of view. What? But if I don't feel it, nothing's happening, which then exposed a point of view that I had about everything that I create in my life, which is um, go until burnout, um, push so that you feel it. Um, if you're not feeling it, then nothing's probably happening. And that was like how I created my business, how I created, um, 
my relationships, how I created everything was like, it wasn't valuable unless I was working hard and could feel it in my body. And that one moment just dissipated so many judgments and place where I, places where I won't allow relaxation into my world. And so, um, I'm going to share my gratitude with you for that. So it could even grow more, but I'd love to talk to you about what you know about relaxation and gratitude and creation from ease and not push and going beyond burnout into what is actually possible with creating from being. Thank you for that question. Um, yeah, again, I mean, like everything in my life, everything has been an, an ongoing discovery and it still is. I, yeah, I never liked to think I've arrived, but, um, but one of the things that yoga was a contribution for me in my life was to slow me down. I actually was a high intensity person as well. Um, I was a planner every, every hour in my calendar was planned out. Like this is like planned, like planned when I ate planned when I was going to work out like, and scheduled to the nth degree back before there were smartphones. There was a thing called a Palm pilot. Mine was booked solid. (laughs) Um, and yoga just taught me to be present, to slow down. Um, and the gift that that was. And um, even now, I think there's a, there's been a few people that just are like, you have such a calmness about you. And it's like, I think that's just being present. It's like, I don't, I'm not on to the next thing. I'm not thinking about the next thing I have to get done. I'm, I'm, I'm present with what I'm doing right now. And then when the next thing I need to get done needs to get done, it will get done. Um, but if you're thinking about what you're going to be doing or thinking about what you're going to be saying with somebody, then you're not actually being present with what they're saying or with what they're asking. So a lot of times I'll, Sarah will ask me a question and I'll even have to go have to pause for a minute and think about it because I I don't have a plan for what she's going to ask and how to respond. (laughs) I love the, the being present part, Mm -hmm. um, because for a long time, like presence for me was having my hands and being present in a million things at once. And it was Mm -hmm. like, but I'd bastardized the capacity into, um, not will it like I could choose to be aware of a number of things and still be present um with what was going on in front of me right then uh and I think that the the bastardization of those two things is what actually led to the burnout or pushing my body so far that uh not listening to her at all to a point where then she would be like okay cool we're shutting it we're shutting everything down you're gonna need to take a few days off Uh, we're gonna get you sick or you're gonna get a headache or your body's you know your back's gonna go out or whatever you know happens for bodies um that would would push me past what then I could choose or could have chosen prior maybe is what I'm trying to say is like prior Mm -hmm. to that I could have chosen a relaxation a presence with what was going on not spreading myself so thin um And so when you're talking about yoga and I'm still, I'm still in question about all of that too, because in experiencing yoga now with you. So for our listeners, I was like actually anti-yoga. I was like, (laughs) I was like, 
Venus, I don't know. I think I'm too like too much for yoga. And she was like, come as you are, be you. We'll do this session and we'll see what shows up. And I was like, okay, I kind of feel like you're receiving me in the way that I would require to be received. So I'm gonna trust this. And I'm gonna show up. And um and if and and the, the thing that I was excited to talk about on this podcast was like my body led me to make that choice to to choose yoga with you. And if I, if I'd never do another yoga session or another downward dog, I don't even know if we did that in our sessions, we probably did, um, uh, ever again, going to the place where I received that, that awareness of the point of view of the burnout was worth Mm -hmm. the choice. Mm -hmm. And so I, I wanted to invite people today with this is to also, um, allow your body to give you information before burnout happens. So whether it's like a little tweak in the neck or a little tweak in the back or something like that, what is your body actually telling you and inviting you to before full on burnout happens? And so what are some ways that your body communicates with you that you could talk about that um, changes things? Um, Yes, I actually do. I, my body doesn't like to sit for really long periods of time, but as you know, we, um, with COVID, I've been sitting in front of computers and all sorts of things for a very long time. So um, my body has uh, just like a little tightness in like my left oblique um, that says, okay, I've been sitting long enough. It's time to get up and stretch or move or go do something else. Um, I also have a harder time paying attention to something. So like if I can't be present with something, I'll often be like, okay, body, what do you require? What are you, you know, what are you asking for right now? And it might just need some water or might need some food or might need movement or sunshine, you know? So, but if you're willing to ask those questions, your body will also guide you to what it is it wants. Like for you, it was like, yeah, go for yoga to get this, maybe get this one breakthrough and maybe to get to to do yoga, who knows, you know, and it could be all of it. Um, Yeah, and I love that too, because what you were sharing, Sarah, is also another way of being present. If you're being present with your body and what it's asking for, you get the possibility of the miracles and the magic and the mysteries that come up out of that. And, and you, you never know what that's going to look like. It never looks the way you think it's going to anyway. Or they're going, you're not going for the reason that you think you are usually. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that's, that's, the the awareness with all of this is that the minute we we look at something that our bodies is showing up in our body that we call it pain and then we create a problem and now it's a problem we have to solve rather than information um that our body is actually trying to give us that could be like a navigation system to possibility rather than the pain pathway that we usually try to take we can go down that pathway of possibility and say oh look at my body showing me i could be present with right now or what i could choose right now instead of oh my gosh my back hurts or my oblique hurts what's wrong with me there's some there must be something wrong um let me go to the doctor and figure that out or whatever rather than oh my body's just telling me hey it's time to get outside and move you've been sitting for so long um so thank thank you for that and thank you for um being that space of of a different possibility for um, people to choose these things like yoga, like myself who thought she couldn't choose them. (laughs) Um, What are other, like other practices or um, tools that you use besides yoga to um, 
kind of stay in communion with your body and uh, allow your body to navigate and contribute to your life? Mm. Um, well, I love to, um, well, let's just start with access bars. <laughs> access consciousness, the bars. Um, incredible tool, especially. So yoga got me to a certain point of being present and being able to be out of my head, but access bars took me that much a hundred times farther. Um, I used to meditate for two hours a day. You can actually get your bars run and have the same results, better results, <laughs> and not <clears throat> have to sit on a mat for two hours a day. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I just don't have two hours a day anymore. Do you? <laughs> so, um, so that's one of them for sure. And then just being out in nature, being with the earth, for me is a big one i'll be hiking on trails um just in the woods um i love to travel i love to explore and so that's just always been a really big one for me um or i can just sit in my grass in my backyard um, or play in my garden um those just help me get kind of i think even those help me get present more even to the earth and what the earth is um the energy of the earth because I don't necessarily think of the earth or needs anything but you can get present to that energy when you're out there and what do you say to someone um and you can say it to me like even just two years ago um I knew that we were on this beautiful planet I enjoyed it for what it gifted to me, I didn't see how necessarily I um, could contribute to the planet. And so it felt like the earth was for those people. And I, I, I talk about those people a lot, whoever those people are, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they just meet every once in a while and they come up with how they're supposed to go, but you know, those people, yeah. <laughs> I thought that the earth, the earth stuff was like for, you know, the like wildlife people or the save the whales people or the you know I mean, the, yoga people <laughs> the yoga people or the clean air people and the, i you know i lived in la i i you know probably drove a car that you know didn't have um great emissions at the time i wasn't really looking at my carbon footprint and so i kind of felt like the redheaded stepchild to the earth like you know i'm like oh i don't know if i really deserve to receive from the earth because i'm not really tapped in in the way that i could be because i see those people doing it in the way that those people do it and therefore judging me and so i would love to hear from you today if if any of the people that are more like my people who are looking at those people judging themselves like what could they switch to choose <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. That's so true, know, though. <laughs> right? Know that they are that that they are a gift to the earth, and the earth doesn't judge them because that I think is where I had gone for so long. So, would you talk to my people? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'll just do this a little backwards, a little different. So. When you're Please in the do. woods, let's say if let's say you're outside doing anything, do you feel judged by the trees, the earth, the bees, the birds? I do not, but it took, I will be honest with you, Venus. Every time anybody had said something similar to that, mm -hmm. I 
it was not like judgment, but it was like it, the, the, the momentary, um, checkout of, uh, what would that be? Like non-invitation, like, yeah, but I, but no, they don't judge me, but am I actually included or something? There's like, there was like a disconnect. That's probably the word, like a disconnect to where I would, if I were walking in the woods with you, I would assume that the trees were like getting ahead of you to create shade on your beautiful body because you commune with them. And as they <laughs> pulled their leaves over to cover you, I would be burning in the sun. So, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever actually uh, exposed that before, but that was my point of view. So, so um, for those of you listening right now, I'm just, I'm just sharing what is and like watching where Venus, you know, can take us to based on my previous limited points of view. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for your vulnerability because it, it's true. I mean, we all have points of view and I, this leads me to actually an access consciousness tool of like, if your point of view creates your reality, then how do you change your point of view? So it's like, okay, that's you. That was your point of view at that point. But then what did you start to do to change that point of view? turn the question back on you what did you do <laughs> well you know I just started to ask um thank you for that because I don't know if I've acknowledged that I just started to ask different questions and the questions truly were more about what have I excluded myself from that there's actually an invitation for inclusion and that like whatever my point of view was that was limiting me from being included in whatever I've decided I was excluded from whether that be the way I was brought up, uh, you know, where our vacations were very fast, like as a kid, like there was no slowdown, like again, intensity, right? Is the intensity even mine? So the way that I grew up was our vacations were very hard and fast. They had a lot of activity. Um, they would include like water cause water sports, right. But we weren't like being grateful for the water in, in the way that we could have, we weren't, um, you know, enjoying the trees around the lakes that we were at because we were moving too fast. So all of that created my point of view of not being included. So I'm starting to ask in all areas of my life, and it just so happened that it changed my relationship with earth because um, it wasn't earth focused, but it was literally like, where have I decided that I'm excluded, mm -hmm. that I actually am included if I would allow the invitation? And that started to open up all of these, those people realities that I have. I have a lot of them. I have a lot of them. <laughs> those people. But it's a way to reject myself by calling it those people. It's kind of funny and a joke now, but it was a way for me to segregate and know where I was so I could have my personality, you know, rather than um, knowing that I could, I could belong anywhere if I just choose it. Yeah. And. Um, it's, it's the same thing that we were talked about in the beginning with judgment and gratitude. It's like, if, if you're judging you or you're judging you, even your relationship to things, then you can't see the possibilities. So it's like, maybe even just pause and be like, okay, I'm going to take my deepest barriers down right now. Even the ones I don't know about. And I'm just gonna be like, okay, earth, I'm grateful. I'm just grateful for your beauty. And it could be that simple, you know, it's like just something simple to start. And then like that question, like, okay, how can I be more included? You, the interesting thing is, is if you think about it, our bodies and the earth and everything are made up of the same thing. So there is no separation. It's only up here 
in our minds that it's separate, right? Or, or we create separation. So if we can destroy and uncreate, let go of that separation idea, then, then we can go, oh, okay, I'm actually the same. I even call this my, my body. I call my body the little earth. The big earth, I mean the little earth. Because that's just what our bodies are. They're little earth floating around on a big earth. <laughs> so, so um, yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's all practice. And one of your favorite things, you're not wrong. So even if you're excluded or you feel separate or you're, you're not recycling plastic or like none of that, recycling plastic is not right and good and you're not bad and wrong because you're not doing plastic. It's like, would that be fun for you? Do you, does that contribute to you and the earth? Not just because somebody said you should and that's the right thing to do. I had to destroy and uncreate a lot of points of view. I learned through yoga as well, like foods and what was right to eat and wrong to eat. And, and yeah, the whole like save the world by recycling plastic. Now I'm like, well, how, what are some other ways we can change the world? <laughs> yeah. And what's, what's actually funny is that I've, I've pretty much always recycled and I think it's really weird when people don't, but I don't, I don't, oh God, we're so cute with our points of view, but I don't know that I ever went to like, oh, that's my, that's actually a contribution that I do for the earth. But it, it was probably more like, like being right about how you, I, I don't, anyways, our yeah. points of view are so freaking funny. And they slip in, right? They also slip in, you know, where you're like it, that question and access is like, who does this belong to, and who are you being right now? So, um, even just this conversation with you is exposed more of like where I'm still being my parents, you know, or <laughs> not really asking a question, um, you know, and where my my reality was fed to me with all of us, um, like on a platter, like, hey, this is what's right, this is what's wrong, this is what makes you a good person handed down generation after generation. And it's really the tools of access and asking questions and following the lightness that creates for you, that creates the reality you would like to have, which is often like, uh, the title of this, this podcast, the power of being you is to really start to get to what is actually true for you. So Venus, this podcast, like I just mentioned is called the power of being you. If you were to write the show's description, what would you say the power of being you is? It's it's being exactly the way you are and exactly the way you are not. I've never said say more to somebody that answered that question. So now I'm going to have to have you extrapolate. <laughs> well, I think a lot of us are taught young that there's like appropriate, the right and wrong. We're taught, you know, there's a right way to be, there's a wrong way to be. Um, I have a funny story about being vegetarian for 10 years and how I came off of it. And, but, you know, I was buying somebody else's point of view that I should be vegetarian and it wasn't working for my body. I was fatigued for 10 years. Um, so, but like we buy those points of view and then we believe that somehow we are supposed to be that person. So whatever 
whoever was vegetarian that I bought that from was like, okay, I'm supposed to be that person. And, and then if I'm the best vegetarian I can be, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to change the world. Well, what if changing the world, what if being you, the way that you are and the way that you're not is what is actually the contribution to the world? Because that person, I don't even remember who it was, but that person already exists, <laughs> right? So there's not anybody like me that says things the way, they might use some of the same tools, but they don't say things the way that I say them. There isn't anybody like Sarah that delivers things with such um, kindness and vulnerability, <laughs> you know, like, right? But there's, um, it's hard to extrapolate that statement, <laughs> but, but well, I would just I think say, just yeah, did. there's no judgment. Yeah. <laughs> Back to what you just said, when you said that, you know, you bought what being someone who was vegetarian was from someone else. And what I heard from that too, and is that, being that we buy it from other people, they've probably also bought a, a, an amount of it from someone before you and someone before them. And so they're not, a lot of times the people that we're trying to be like, aren't even being like them because they're right. being like someone who came before. So right. The whole thing is like so insidious and crazy making if you um, allow it to control your world and you're always having to be in judgment. And that's really what I love about the access tools another shout out to access is really getting us out of the judgment that we think is so required in order to create a life worth having. And it's just not. And so getting to what's true for you is actually what exposes the power of being you. So, um, Venus, I am, um, so grateful for this conversation. And if people want to find out more about you and what you have coming up, where can they find you? <laughs> Um, probably everywhere, but um, venuscastleberg.com or accessconsciousness backslash venuscastleberg um, are the probably the primaries in Facebook for social media stuff. So awesome. And we'll put the link in the description as well. So um, thank you so much for being here. I am so grateful for you and the way that you have changed my life and many others. And uh, I can't wait to see and give you a big hug soon. I'm so, so grateful for you. Thank you for this. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Power of Being You podcast. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more information about Being You or to learn more about the amazing tools of Access Consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com. How much fun can you have exploring the power that comes with truly being you?